So my name is my name is Alex Nyonsava. Uh, I'm the founder and co and director, creative director of Baho Fashion House. This, 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 this is this is diversified, diversified game, game, game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective. With Kelly, he may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race. It's about you know ideas. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Alex Niasaba of Bajo Fashion in Rwanda. You guys might have seen his interview where I saw it on the African Investment Guide by Ty Nichols, and we appreciate our brother Ty and, and business partner. And he showed this man's beautiful shop, beautiful art. When you guys think about African art in the States, you always think about Kente cloth, and all you know sometimes is dashikis. His art is something you could put in a museum to be sold for millions of dollars. It's it's coming, folks. It's coming. Just watch. But Alex, welcome to the show. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. Thank Man, you so much for having me. Thank thank you for coming on. And I think the the, the first question that I just want to get out is: Are you more of an artist? Are you more of a businessman who, you know, says, I like art, but I like to put business together? Um, that question is very tough for me because I'm like, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm also a businessman. But by combining all those, I can say I have a, like a huge um, talent or passion. That's why when I go in details by explaining the meaning of Baho, you see Baho has a lot of things. So let me start by the name of Baho. Baho means live. So you can ask yourself why this guy chose that name. So I, I wanted to give the wanted to provide comfort to the broken people through fashion and tourism. Because I have Baho tours and safari and Baho fashion. Thank you. Okay, okay. And and so art, what is art to you? Uh, because, you know, as, a, as an artist, as a true artist, um, the expression is very, it's, it's important. But when did this love of the art start and, and what is art to you? So the art started, I, I, I felt something uh, similar to hospitality, when I finished high school in 2012, uh, the first job I got was working in a hotel called Mirkolin Hotel, which is subject, which subjected Hotel Rwanda in a genocide movie against Tutsi. That time I was working there, I was trying to see some 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 art on the wall and see how people came to the. By the way, by the way, that time I was working there, I was a uh, a bellboy. I was in charge of welcoming guests and try to guide them to the to the front desk and then help them to go to the room, give them a clear picture of the country and give them also a comfort while staying with us in the hotel. So that time I started feeling something a little different 
as a way of you know working for myself or coming up with something which can give back to the community especially uh trying to empower youth because when you come to africa you see a lot of people who are not into job market as a youth so that's when i came to think of hey i think art is very big right and when you focus on art you can feel something different like when you are, when you are mad or angry you can when you see some painting or when you see some design or whatever whatever surrounding you you can see something different and then you you come into your prison rather than going in the past or in the future because I, I i feel like you're gonna suffer more when you leave your past or when you leave your your future because the future never exists so what yeah. brings you is you know it's terrible mind right so you, you gotta focus on your future so how can you how, i mean how can you gotta focus on your present so that time the way you can focus on your present is to focus on surrounding uh, objects that the object can be the vehicle can be someone who's passing in front of you wearing nice suits nice dress you know in a creative way you can see some painting you can see different objects right so that's mm. when i started feeling like hey art is something big and art can touch to different domains of life daily life so that's when like before i had this kind of i was having a lot of mind and idea of naming the company but i was like oh i need to name it in a way it touches to everyone who listening to it and shows or explain everyone life so that's when i started uh, you know choosing the name and then i decided to come with that your name and with different and very smart logo what took you from you know i know before you were a bellboy you were a waiter and you know a bartender what took you from being a bellboy to then um you know your logistics job and then or uh, and then entrepreneurship because many people i've had all type of jobs and i keep all the jobs that i have on my linkedin because people say no you don't you won't look as powerful take those other jobs you had when you were young off and just make it seem like you grew up to be this big you know entrepreneur and i said but i don't that's not how i am i'm always working i'm always grinding um i'm just doing the work right so but when you're in those jobs that don't pay a lot of money and people treat you bad and we've all been there you know at least well you and i have been there at least right but many people have you never know if you'll get to your dream so what took you from saying you know what i'm going from a bellboy to a entrepreneur or a logistics manager was it education was it meeting the right person because somebody right now needs that hope to say what can i do to get me out of this position uh thank you so much so uh you know in life it's up to you right you got to choose what you want in life so the time i was working there i was having a lot of you know vision because i grown up in a hardship life so this struggle made me whom i yeah, made me whom i am today right and whom i am focusing to so the time i was working uh, after high school i started looking after my young siblings at our age 
and uh, the, the money I was earning at Mikorin wasn't fair, right? But I cannot say, you know, didn't help me, right? It helped me to, to meet my dream and save real money, right? While thinking how I can own my business, right? And the time I was working there, I was seeing how people were treating no good, like how, you know, these CEO or bosses treat low income earners. I was like, no, this is not good. I think we are equal in this world. But the world is not equal, but people are equal. We have, this, we have, we have same, same blood. How can you treat somebody this low? At least try to show respect. Try to show him or her that you are like each other. So that's why, like, okay, I need to start something very big and somehow inspiring people, right? Giving hope. Therefore, you can think in a different way. You cannot work for somebody 20 years old, right? 20 years. You got to think outside that way. You have to own something. I know you can. And then I was like, maybe I have something very big in my heart which needs somebody whom I can collaborate with by mentoring, by different things. I, I think helping people is not only giving money. You can even give me some guidance, which will help me to, to take that money or to have that money, which I'm focusing to. But that time I was, I was really focused on something which can give people hope first, and then also give them money to sustain their family. And, and how did you how did you get to that find that mentor or was it a mentor that you found or did they find you um, how how did that all come together where you were able to then become you know uh, go to the next level because you know capital people think stops a lot of things but sometimes it's us you know it, it's in us to just pushing sometimes it's talking to the right mentor. Sometimes it's just being in the right place, right time, you know, answered prayer. But what was, the, can you name one thing that just took you from that job to the next so you could be in this position now? So at that time I was, I was very uh, lucky to see how the world were changing up to now, right? So back there, I was seeing how the world is very fast in changing in different aspects. And I found myself in, in tourism. I first decided to go into driving school where just not to get driving license. Because I was seeing, I was seeing as, an, as an opportunity to start with zero money, right? From zero scratch. Because that time I was able to get zero money, right? From tips, from my monthly salary. And then I went from there, right? The first time I got a driving license and then I started renting vehicle. And then I started, you know, helping tourists to have like a city tour. So like helping people to have like a city tour exposure, it's around 100 and then 150 full day package, right? Then you take him or her around the city. And then later on, he pay you or she pays you 150 or 100 dollars. So that $100, you can save it to rent another car when you have another, another deal, right? 
So that, that type of business doesn't cost you a lot of money. It's only saving a lot of money, right? And then you have an idea of what you can do. So from there, I started seeing how people or how tourists are being able to, to, like, the, to like my service and how I recommend them to go for, for handmade craft. And then I was like, okay, maybe there's something good into this area, into this sector. And as I see that I, I see there's some struggle while dealing with tourists. Some of them, they don't even know how to become client, to give them a fair amount of product, right? Because we need to, to step into someone's shoes to fill him or her while spending some money on certain product. I was like, okay, maybe I need to start, a, to start something which can serve tourists in all corners. For example, if, I'm, if I have some people who wants to come to Rwanda, I know these guys who need to, to go into hotels, they need souvenirs, they will need tour packaging, like tra traveling around the country. That's yeah. when I started thinking that way, but the foundation or the idea came from hospitality, the time I was working in the hotel industry. But remember, someone can be hospitable by nature, which is very crucial than going into school, learning that kind of tourism stuff. So being hospitable by nature is one thing, which is very important. The second thing is go into uh, education stuff. You go on Google, you try to document yourself, into tourism or hospitality industry in general. But the idea was, uh, was naturally, right? That's what I can say. Because that time I was hospitable by nature. And then from there I started, because in high school I didn't do uh, tourism. I did economics and entrepreneurship. So uh, let me make something clear for the audience that may not be able to, they don't know uh, much or anything about Rwanda. Um, you working at a bellboy, um, for us, you were probably making what between 150 or 450 Rwandan francs, which could be is that is that true? No, it's not true. No, per hour, per hour. No, for, for last year, you find you're you earning 150 per month, not at US dollars, not Rwandan francs, Rwandan francs, 100, 150. And so that, that's not a lot of money. Um, and so you more than like tripled your, your, your money. You more than 10 times your money doing, you know, travel because folks, um, 150 Rwandan francs right now in U.S. dollars is about, I don't even want to say what that is. It's, it's not enough money. It's not enough yeah, money. It's around $160. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you, you, you were doing that daily. So it's almost like, you know, if, if, to a young person, you're like, hey, I'm rich. <laughs> I can do this daily when I was making in a month. And, and you started to learn and educate yourself. And that, that's the key. And I, and I love to hear that. Um, and, and then you have the entrepreneurship. In entrepreneurship, how does it make you feel 
to say, okay, I have a business, I have um, team members. I don't like to call people employees. I like them to be part of the team. Um, how does that feel? Like, what was that feeling like, especially when you first got it? And, you know, just e express your joy to us. Uh, first of all, you know, people start a business without having uh, business, uh, without having entrepreneurship skills, right? Mm -hmm. most, of, most of people here in Africa start a business without having those skills. Because by having those skills, that's when you, you know how to treat your team, your team or, 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 or your employee, right? So mm -hmm. by having those skills, it, help, it helps me give back the respect to my staff or my team. Let me call my, because I call my, my colleagues, right? Or brothers and sisters, right? Mm -hmm. So... It's very kind calling someone his or her name, or, rather, or call him or her brother and sister, right? Because it helps him feel, feel the business, right? So it's very good, or I was lucky to have those skills when I was in high school. Good for some people. I remember when I was working in a, in a restaurant, we had some issue with the, with the boss. He didn't get money as he expected, right? And then he, the blame was to put on us. He didn't want to pay us that time. And I was like, no, if the business, if the business fails, then that means the employee, gonna, they're not going to pay the employee. You have to pay the employee, then you bear the risk because you are the owner of the, the business. The, inter, the employee doesn't bear the, the, the role of the business. So having entrepreneurship skills helped me know that I can start from zero scratch by having a clear business idea and then see where forward, how I can meet my dream or how I can implement my business idea. And how many employees do you have now? Or how many team members do you have now and brothers? So far I have two. Because I don't have a lot of people who are, in, like, you know the, the situation worldwide. We are now suffering from this pandemic. We don't have more tourists. We don't have more people who are having money. They are not willing to spend a lot of money because they don't know what tomorrow holds. So they reserve themselves. They don't go shopping a lot of product. So now I have to to young girls, because my, my business is focusing on the youth, because I'm trying to empower youth so that they can even think they can do something, right? Because I want them to also think like me. I don't want to have them for the rest of their, their, their age, so they can work with me for, for a couple of years, and then later on come, come out, go out to start his or her own business. And then another young generation come, comes in to fulfill their gap, right? So, mm -hmm. so far I have two, but I'm willing to, to have more in the future because I know how the world is, is changing. People are starting to, to think they can spend money on the, on, on the product or service they feel like they want to go, right? People are mm -hmm. traveling the world. People are trying to look nice, dressing in a fancy clothes. They want to... To feel the wardrobe 
by buying new clothes, new African print, you know. Okay, okay. And, you know, you have a, a, a beautiful website. And um, can you ship worldwide, especially to the West, um, you know, on your website? And is shipping included in the price or is that additional? Uh, to be honest, uh, at the moment, I cannot ship worldwide, right? You, 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 you can't shop online, right? Instead, you can give me order, right? And then mm -hmm. I, I work on it and then I ship to your place. Okay, okay. So, so we, we may have to come to Rwanda and everyone, if you don't know, Rwanda um, is just beautiful. Um, I mean, we, we have our partners there, uh, a couple partners there. And it's just beautiful. Everything we see, um, probably, if not the one of the cleanest places and, and well organized. Were, were you, are you old enough to have seen the shift? Because I've gone to four or five different African countries and organization, it always seems the closer you get to the president's house, the more organized things are, the more clean things are. Um, Rwanda, we know we have a, you guys have days where everybody cleans and people stop driving, which is something we could only wish for in America because we're not united like that. But did you were you old enough to see the shift? And how quick, if you were, or did it take for people to say, you know what, we're going to come together to make Rwanda beautiful? Uh, big button, come again. Like to, I, what I'm trying to see is like. The shift of when Rwanda, you know, the, from the cleaning of the streets to just how everything is organized, have you, have you seen the changes in the past 10, 15 years? Um, are you old enough to, to remember and say, this is that new Rwanda? Like Botswana had the same type yeah. of, you know, Botswana is beautiful and people know, okay, Botswana is leading in this. But were, are you, are, was Rwanda always like it is for you in your eyes, just organized and, you know, just like it is where people are working together? Yeah, I think uh, so. We, we have that kind of service which gives us uh, a love, right? Mm -hmm. Or it gives us collaboration, if I can say that, right? So for us, we call it a community service day, whereby, or we call it Umuganda in our mother tongue, whereby every last Saturday of the month, we have to clean. He or she has to clean where they live, right? We call it a community service day. So this, this service or this, this policy, it gives us uh, a love, right? You feel each other, you work together while cleaning or planting trees where you live. So, and it has made a lot of change. When you look 10 years or 20 years, it's pretty interesting. And you'll be amazed when you come to Rwanda, you see the Kigali is beautiful, clean, but you'll be surprised when you go outside Kigali, like up countries, to be the same, no change. Right? So I think everyone is his or her task to clean where he is. Why don't, why can't you clean yourself? 
when you are walking in a dirty place. Doesn't make sense, right? So if you know you, you, you're gonna dress well, you have also to know it's your responsibility or to work in a, in, in a, in a good environment. So for us, it's a, it's a very good idea for which we really feel appreciate and feel thankful for our president. He's our role model. Well, the, the, the president definitely, you know, um, is, is the lead of getting the people right. And, and I think that's the big difference in seeing some of the countries that, you know, people are throwing trash right where they work, even in front of restaurants. And it doesn't make sense. But it's because the president may not even be in the country. He may be hiding in his, you know, uh, con his, his apartment in Switzerland or Sweden and, you know, him and his family live great around the world, and he's been in um, office for 35 years. And I don't mean to cut words. I am talking about Paul Bia, you know, I, I, in Cameroon. That's who I, I'm talking about, because that personally impacts me. And so I, I'm saying it, you know, that Rwanda and places like Angola are great places that we can, um, we can learn from. Now, with all the um, success that you have had and the best is yet to come because you're still a young man and congratulations again i'm going to say it on air to his he's getting married folks you know when you go to uh his instagram you'll be seeing you know a big wedding um soon but um what what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future while you have this success what do you want to give back to the people? The way I want to give back to the people, I'll be giving back to the people through my, my company or my brand, which is Baho Foundation, which will be uh, changing my community through fashion, through education. First of all, I really think it's better to empower young people. So through the success of my, my company, I'd like to reach out to uh, less vulnerable people in the village whereby people or whereby the family cannot afford to, to buy school uniform. Since I'll be having this fashion brand, I'll be able to, to make a lot of school uniform and then give to people who doesn't have that capacity to buy school uniform and the books. Another thing is to talk to the parents or the, the family members in the community to empower, to utilize education rather than taking their kids into, uh, into farming stuff while they, are while they are young. First of all, they have to give them or showing them the importance, importance of going to school. So for me, I'll be trying to I'll be trying to give them the right direction. Like I'll be trying to talk to the kids, trying to see or listen to their vision, dream, and then from there I can talk to I'll, I'll try to set some people can be in touch with the teachers so that the kids can can reach or can meet their dream. If somebody likes fashion while she's in primary school. There's no way of helping her to be into fashion, right? He or she will first finish primary school and then go to 
secondary school and then from there he or she can decide or you can try to help him or her go into the guidance he can or he or she can take a guidance from you while she's mature or immature but first of all he or she has to know education is the weapon to change the world in one way or the other way so for the parents for the parents i'll try to give them the key to life like if the if the parent is 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 aware of or let's say let's back to let's say the, the women in the village there's a way there's a way i'm trying to reach to them give them the sewing machine and then I and then i teach them or i give them somebody who can teach them how to do sewing and then they can do it from the village while making some design some clothes and then they can dress their their husband their children they can make even school uniform their kids for the for their kids without even spending a lot of money buying them from the school right but for, but the idea is to try to give them the idea of making money rather than thinking the government is going to give money or being something for them because the the richness or the money they are looking for or they are seeking for they are within their hands never the government no government is just into giving money even here on this side when now the government is giving money it's really you know taking that same money back in high taxes and um you know so people don't get excited on this side in America or if you're in Canada or the UK when they're giving you these stimulus checks because um I'll say for America they're taking their money right back in tax. Well, Alex, I thank you for coming on. We're going to take the conversation offline because I want people to go check out not just your website but also your YouTube and Instagram. Make sure you guys follow it and you will see more from from Alex and let him know that you have seen him and seen his interviews and what you want to see from him. what you want to learn from him that you cannot get in a, a book you know you have to get it directly for him so to put more pressure for him to make even more content on youtube to help us all build this bridge thank you alex for coming on thank you so much Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and lots, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.